0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Moving Into the Future. We are having a discussion on part two of Jeff and I's conversation in part one. Got to know a little bit more about me and uh, how I got to the advanced group. And now we're going to talk about the future, put in the uh, future and moving into the future and uh, what we're working on with OMA and the advanced group's national account division. So Jeff, as our guest host, I'll turn it back over to you and uh, you can take it from here.
1: Awesome, and and I just want to say I had so much fun the first episode. This is really cool thing that you do here, and uh, you know I could see why you do it, and I could see why people come on, and and uh, I may have to host again.
0: Yeah, man. Um,
1: or, You're doing or a great just, job. I appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate that. I'm really trying hard not to talk, and you know how much I like to talk, so <laughs> it's good to hear. It's good to hear you talk and and get you out on the open road. Um, so I know we were talking a bit about Oma that had come up in a couple of conversations we had in the previous episode. Um, when you were working with Indeed and some of the opportunities that you have here coming up. So let's talk a little bit about the Office Moving Alliance, you know, what it means to you and how far it's come from that time at Indeed, because I was there and I remember that pitch meeting um, with Doug Hollingshead and and Anthony Parziali, who's who's now a board member, and and to where it was, to what it is now. And, you know, the difference between us going up against, say, a Grable, which is, you know, a competitor in our space that had the account. So talk a little bit about all of that.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so I mentioned too, you know, that when I was at Indeed, that brought me into the national and global uh, move market, if you will. Um, and those competitors in, in OMA, you know, it was, uh, it was significant because OMA was still, um, I don't want to say, a, I guess you could say a young company, if you will. And uh, to see the ascension since then, has just been remarkable. And, you know, all credit to Doug, you know, he's done a really great job at that. And not just Doug, you know, uh, Jim does a great job. Uh, there, there's so many people who are a part of it. And that's the good part about it. You know, I talked about the community before with IBD pros, the, the community that's been built through OMA with all of these different, significantly, you know, talented and successful uh, moving professional so professionals and companies in these separate markets who come together uh, to, to build this organization is is really, really impressive. And the growth and the ascension is just, it's unbelievable. And to be a part of it like now is is so perfect for me and advantageous for everything I'm trying to do. And I think the biggest difference from the time where we sat down uh, in 2016 maybe to now is OMA is a legitimate Company, like I mean, you know, it is a not just a legitimate, but like leader in the industry company, and, and ascending at an incredibly fast pace. Uh, you know, again, seeing and indeed seeing the parallels between Indeed and that ascension, and Oma and and our ascension now, they're they're incredibly similar. I mean, it, you you hit a certain point where it just you know there's there's that steady growth, and then the growth just goes like that, and it's uh, we're like getting to that point now. And I think everything that we have set up and the, the foundation that's been stabilized, um, it's it's only gonna go, go far, far, far beyond um, where we were and even where we are now. Uh, there, there's so many good things the organization is doing, our young leaders group, you know, the sales organization, the marketing tech, uh, leadership is in a great standpoint. And I feel like there's also been a significant switch too with the level of buy-ins uh, from partners. You know that it's very sensitive when you when you bring different moving companies into to one organization. You know there's um, there's egos at play, which is natural. But I feel like in the last one to two years since I've been a part of the organization, that's something we've really overcome. And there's there's complete buy-in by everybody. They see what's going on. They see how important it is. Um, you know, not just for them from a from a business perspective but also growing their business beyond because what happens is in a lot of you know smaller markets and stuff like that there's a peak there's only really so high you can go just because of market share or you know how how much you can scale your local business but with Oma it presents an opportunity to to really grow exponentially and and the dynamic between Oma the company and its partners is so unique in the market and it works so well i mean the way that i can Get things done for my clients um, at a very, uh, you know, fast rate. You know, fast turnaround and get it done well is is amazing. I, you know, I'm gonna shout out uh, my guy Charlie at Corrigan in, in Buffalo. Um, I have a client up there had a very difficult lab project uh, where we had to clear out a bunch of, of of the equipment, ship it to different locations around the country for them, move some items to their new office. And it went perfect, and like I mean, perfect. And there are so many variables and different logistical aspects to this move, from handling large equipment to making sure everything winds up into the right location to protecting it safely so it can be shipped internet or uh, interstate through different states. It's um, it's incredible. So so to to be in the room with these people at our different you know conferences and stuff like that, it's like a dream come. come true professionally. I love because it it raises me up to, you know, I want to be better for these people. So it's um it's really, really great. I I couldn't be more thankful to to be a part of it and um to be growing with the group too.
1: Yeah, it's it's incredible and and it's incredible to see your growth within that organization as well. And you know, we were just out in Phoenix in October and you had the opportunity to present um, to the group about selling national accounts and I thought you were the perfect person to do that with. Um, you know, I know Mike Griffin helped you out on that and, and, and Mike's a wealth of knowledge too. um, talk to me about how Oma has helped you develop some of your skill set, you know, in terms of national accounts, talking to some of the people that have been there before and and do it pretty successfully.
0: Yeah. See, that's the thing, you know, and I always keep that in mind and moving some of the minds in that move room have been doing moving longer than I've been alive, you know, in some cases and, you know, they've forgotten more than I know. So to, to have guys like Mike and Bob and, uh, you know, there's a number of them who, who I can rely on, um, and learn from and, you know, get p- different perspective. Brian, who came on the podcast, like these are guys, Tom Hinckley, you know, these are guys who, who have done so much in the moving industry and have become, they are leaders. They are the top, the cream of the crop in terms of, you know, men, Peggy Coakley, women who have succeeded in this industry, um, and and created businesses and and grown moving businesses. And that's what I aspire to do. That's what I am doing. So to, you know, have their guidance and their, their willingness to help me. Um, it's, it's, I can't even like give the right verb or adjective to describe, you know, how important and meaningful it is to me as a, as a young professional.
1: Yeah. And those are, those are big time names right Right. there. You know, you just shouted out a lot of, uh, a lot of people, you know, fireball, Tom Hinckley and, Mm -hmm. You know, people like Doug Hollingshead who have been doing this a long time um, and Peggy for sure, who's incredible. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to speak to her many times. Speaking of Peggy, I know you're part of the young leaders um, portion or uh, committee of OMA. Talk a little bit about that because I thought it was such an incredible thing to see all of the young leaders get up there, um, you know, and, and say what they value about that committee. Um, you know, and I keep calling it a committee, but it's really, really something more than that. So, so talk to us a little bit about the young leaders.
0: Yeah. And, you know, credit to Peggy, because she uh, took that on from a board perspective. Peggy Coakley from Coakley Brothers in, in Milwaukee is, is on the board of OMA. And one of the things they decided that is that they wanted a board representative to, to you know, help guide the group and, and found the group, if you will, because it's brand new. And Peggy came on and turned it into legitimate leadership training. You know the things that she is teaching us, um, also Jennifer Barlata- Barlatota, um as well, uh, has been very helpful from a from a leadership aspect and, and looking at things uh, from from different vantage points or approaching things as a leader, uh, specifically in business and life, um, ha- has been incredibly helpful. You know it's when when the group. The the, the the idea of the group when it started, I was in Denver, I think. No, I had to be in Charlotte. I was in Charlotte. It was like my second OMA conference. And I was I was just chatting when, with one of the younger guys there who I met. And he had said, you know, we should start like a young leaders group. And I had been thinking about it too. Like, it was a great idea because there were a lot of young people in the room. And I was like, yes. I was like, I'll bring it to Doug. Like, I'll, I'll talk to Doug about it because I had a relationship with Doug at the time, more so than he did. And, um, I brought it up to Doug and he loved the idea too. And with, with me at first, I just saw it as like, you know, kind of, you know, a small thing, like a networking group within OMA for young people where we would get together once a month and just kind of, you know, shoot the shit and like talk about what we're working on, different opportunities, that sort of thing. Um, but then again, you know, Peggy took it upon herself, uh, and, and with Doug's help too. Um, to really turn it into something more. And now, what you have is 12 individuals in our industry who are incredibly talented, incredibly committed, incredibly committed to national accounts and in growing that aspect of their business. And these are relationships we're going to have for the next 20 years. And not only that, but the group is going to grow. We're going to have new classes. And, you know, it's going to be a significant thing for people, companies in OMA, to get their young people in this group. If when we were at the, um, you know, global conference, many people came up to me and they're like, you know, I got this guy or this girl at my company. I'm thinking about getting them into, you know, young leaders. You know, should I get them in? And I'm telling them, I'm like, you know, it's definitely good if they have potential, but you really need to get them involved in OMA first. They need to, they need to come to these conferences. You know, they need to see how we operate here. And that's what, and that's what we've done. You know, we've we've laid a a new foundation. I was talking about the foundation of OMA before. You know, this young leaders group is really a new foundation that is going to benefit us uh, within the industry for years to come. Because there's no other organization like this within the moving industry, even close. Um, so that's a thing. It's, it's, it's completely unique. It's completely creative. And um, it's, it's remarkably impactful for, for what it's doing, uh, you know, in the short term and long term. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm, you know, again, once again, incredibly blessed to uh, to to have it as a as an outlet for me as I continue to grow, and um, it's been great.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was a great idea. You know, when you brought it to uh, Anthony's attention and and myself, um, you know, not only did we think you were the perfect person to sort of lead the charge of the young leaders, um, but we see the commitment um, from the other members that are part of this, and there is a lot of talent across the board there. But more importantly, there's a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of willingness to become leaders and, and grow as leaders as part of OMA. And I certainly wish this was around when I, you know, I remember my first um, OMA conference back in in San Diego. And, you know, I always felt it was, it was kind of me and, and Amy and, and that was it as far as as sort of the young people go and, and, and Travis uh, from Caravan, Right. And, 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 you know, and, and maybe a Brian Martin here or there, but, you know, there wasn't this um, cohesive nature to a group that was being led by somebody like Peggy, who's, you know, sort of been there, done that, and is a seasoned veteran. I mean, these are, this is the future of, of OMA, and this is the future of the board, and this is what makes OMA so unique, um, you know, to uh, to the industry and, right. and to everybody there. So It's community. It, it, it's really cool, and, I, and I'm very happy that you're doing that, and I'm happy that you, you know, sort of we're involved in, in, in bringing it about and, and, you know, went to Doug and, and all of that. And that shows the, the leadership characteristics that we, that we saw in you. So, you know, I want to, I want to move back to the advanced group a little bit and our tagline, as everyone knows is moving into the future. So what kind of, what kind of things are you working on, Jack? What, how are you pushing the boundaries here and, and what are you looking to do um, to move everybody into the future?
0: Yeah. So uh, good question. Um, I'm really, my main, My main objective is to spread the services and brand that you've helped create and, you know, Viv and Anthony and and everybody involved have helped create in New York and spread that to a national global perspective. You know, premier move management um, for large companies who have, you know, uh, expansive portfolios and have a bevy of workplace services that that need to be tended to, whether it's furniture, IT, uh, you know, really making an impact in that world. And then on top of that, I think there is a real opportunity to be an industry leader in uh, certain aspects of sustainability and um, uh, furniture asset management for IT asset management. Uh, that was one of the things I learned on the end user side is a lot of these companies, they don't, keep track of their assets and stuff like that. And I don't want to give away too much of like, my secrets here. But, um, you know, I think the there's a level of creativity both from a service and market perspective, hence this podcast, that we are creating and building that's simply not happening at other moving companies. And, uh, you know, what I am learning about this little journey of mine is uh, it certainly takes time. And, um, it's little by little, you know, and as long as we're doing good work and, uh, we're getting the message out there as far as what we're trying to do and, and how we're trying to service people, because that's the other part of it too, is when you create, when you're trying to reshift a brand, if you will, or, or resell a brand as something new. Um, it's hard, it's hard to really, you know, pound that into people. And again, you know, we are the advanced group, the largest, you know, workplace service provider in the tri-state area. Um, so how do you get that message out, you know, to people in Las Vegas and in, in, in Arizona, uh, you know, and how do you get it so that when they Google the advanced group, they say that they're based in New York. But like that doesn't even matter because they service everywhere. Right. So um It's, it's a unique challenge, but I really enjoy it. And like one of the things with me too, I don't know at what point I made this, uh, you know, statement about myself, but I want to be the epicenter of moving. Like I want everyone in the industry to know me. I want all the clients to know me. I want people when they think move, they think of Jack Maseka like that is something very important to me. So ideally, you know, not, not even in the far future, but in the near future, you know, we have uh, software that we're offering to clients to, to, to manage their assets and stuff like that and, and, and make educated decisions, you know, for second use or, or warehousing or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, that's, that's where I see the industry going. That's how I see the greatest benefit to the advanced group and our brand and, and growing into the premier organization. Because again, I, ha- you know, I saw the blueprint from OMA and I saw it from all of my Grable, you know, Suddith. That's the other part about being on the end user side is you learn about your competition. So I know all about the competitors out there, you know, Hildrup, uh, GWS, whoever it may be. Uh, I'm very keen to them and see what they're doing too. But the way I see it is everybody could do the same thing if they wanted. Everybody can do whatever I tell you here. It's all about how you market it. And it's all about, you know, how you become the most viable option when people are selecting who they buy. Because, you know, shopping in today's world is mostly online. So they're, they're, you know, they're checking reviews, they're, they're, they're getting, uh, you know, feedback from different avenues. Um, so, you know, how are you marketing it in a way that people just inherently think we have to use them? It's, it's the advanced group. It's, they're, they're the people, you know? So we've done a good job at that. We're laying the foundation right now. It's like, you know, very much new. Um, it's, it's, it's in its infancy. If you even would give it that far, I wouldn't, I don't even know if I would, I guess it's two years old since we started two years ago, it's two years old. So it's in its infancy. Um, so, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, we're laying the foundation, it's there, we're providing good work. My name, the advanced group name is getting out there at a national level, global level. Uh, people know me. So, (laughs) so, you know, like, uh, it's um, it's growing in that effect. If you look at the year end this year, the amount of people who I met this year, significant, my network greatly increased. So this is good. You know, now it's just about building it up. And uh, and I think next year, it's going to be largely about marketing. We'll work with Lisa and Sam on that stuff. Um, you know, I got a few ideas, but I think if we can provide uh, solvable options to our clients' problems at a national and global scale, specifically around sustainability, we'll be in a very good position. Yeah, and and
1: one of the takeaways of many that that I got from you on that is is workplace service provider mm-hmm. and sustainability. I really like um, both of those phrases. Um, let's talk a, a little bit about workplace service provider. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know you had mentioned Jack being synonymous with moving and you're doing a really great job of that. Um, But I also know that the opportunities you're bringing to the table are so much more than that. And as uh, some of the members of OMA like to say, Tom Hinckley in particular, integrated services, right? right? Um, So let's talk a little bit about that and and how that can help, you know, your client base on a national and global level in terms of putting together services um, that we can package together and deliver to them.
0: Right. So remember how I was just saying people go online and they check reviews and stuff like that? Well, back in the day... If you needed something done, you would go to a friend or a neighbor, and they would say, "I got a guy," and they would, say, and then they would introduce you to that guy, right? So now, on the other end of that, once they find their way to the advanced group, my clients, I tell them they can come to me for everything. I, always, I got a guy or a girl, always, always. I can find you the right people with those integrated services. So whether it's you know furniture installation at a national or global scale, IT management. Warehouse management, uh, furniture design, you know, construction, logistics, whatever it is, I got a guy or a girl for that, and and I do, and I mean they're they're qualified and talented too. So again, that's from a cons- consultative standpoint, uh, and that's it takes time, you know, like that's a trust thing, right? So you know you have to build that trust from the get go to uh, to even allow them to ask you that question. But I do have clients, you know, who come to me for everything. When I, whenever they need something, they know me. Cleaning, uh, you know, whatever it is, um, I got somebody. In, in globally, in global markets, I got somebody, which not a lot of people have that. Um, at least, in, in not qualified. So that was another thing I learned from the Grable, uh, you know, perspective. Was that was kind of Grable's approach is they can. They're going to be the high level project manager. But then, you know, when I'm doing a job in Singapore, they don't have people in Singapore, you know, so I had to go find somebody, not me. Like I got people there already. So, uh, you know, and stuff like that, that's the thing. And see on top of that, no one's done boots on the ground, moving Singapore and Tokyo and Brazil. I have. So like, you know, that's the other aspect of this. Like not only do I have people out there, but I know what it's like to be on the ground, doing a move, doing an office opening, whatever it may be in these different markets internationally, not speaking the same language, all that stuff. So uh, that's the other other aspect of it to integrated services. And again, that's when you become most valuable because you're streamlining like five or six different vendors through me. And there are clients who do that. And um, I can always get it done. Um, and why I can get it done too, and this is important, um, One of the things I learned earlier, uh, or I was talking about earlier, as far as like communicating jobs, you know, that's where things break down is it's, it's largely through communication, um, especially in moving, you know, you're, you're speaking with the client directly, and then you're relaying that message to your different vendors, right? I have become a high level communicator, uh, orally written. Um, you know, I focus on that very much and I'm, I'm like tentative to a fault, at that stuff, writing up reports, you know, pre, pre-project reports, having pre-project meetings where we're going over those reports, you know, that type of stuff, that's what makes you a premier move manager in my eyes. You know, that's the level of technicality and detail uh, that that gives you a, uh, an opportunity to provide high-level service. So that's why, and again, on top of that, I know what I'm talking about. It's not like I'm going into these these meetings blind. Like I know furniture, I know systems, I know, you know, ancillary Uh, warehousing, procuring, um, you know, delivery spreads, you know, what are we looking at here in terms of all that stuff? I know IT up to a point, I know enough to be dangerous until I have to uh, introduce him to Greg. Um, But, uh, you know, I know how to talk low voltage, I know how to talk security, you know, constructions, I can read drawings for the most part, you know, I can read the important things, where's the power coming from, you know, like, stuff like that. Um, So that's why it's a wealth of knowledge here for a relatively young man.
1: Yeah. And the consultative approach is is just phenomenal. And it's going to serve you very well as a give a shout out to Don Heinman here. of I'm the VP of whatever you want me to be. Exactly. The VP of, right? Exactly. So,
0: He's yeah. He got me the idea. You know, you need me to paint stuff. I'll paint stuff for you. I'll do whatever you need me to do to make you happy. You're my client. And that stems back to I just like making people happy.
1: That's right. And you got a couple of cool opportunities from my understanding of of doing this. I know we got a a meeting a little later, and I'm going to touch upon that in a second. But you had brought up also sustainability. Let's talk a bit about that, you know, the importance of that in, in the world that we live in now and how that can separate us from everybody else.
0: Yeah. So what's significant about that is governments are starting to interfere with this, with sustainability and climate change and all that aspect. So there's certain laws that are being put into place that are requiring companies to have a certain, you know, green carbon emission, whatever it may be. That is, that is in the process of touching furniture too and touching assets. So how you manage those assets, excuse me, once they get on your, in your office and then leave your office is important. And, and, it's going to be important to make sure you have the necessary vendors in line to service those, and and uh, there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. But setting up those processes from the start. So this is what I'm working on with uh, Nadine from Tyga, uh Tracks. We're implementing it with our first client, and shout out Nadine. She's somebody I've been working with since Indeed too. When I was at Indeed, we had realized because we were in a fast growth, you know, process, we just needed to get these offices opening. We did not account for our furniture assets. So if there was a flood or a fire and this office burned down, we would have been screwed. So I had to go back and institute a uh, asset management process. I ended up leaving, you know, shortly after I could see it really get rolled out. But I spoke with Nadine about implementing RFID uh, tracking on each furniture asset. So if it moved from location or floor, we knew where it was and we could keep track of it. Now at the time, Nadine uh, suggested a RFID tracker that was about the size of this water bottle. You know, now it's about the size of a dime and we're implementing it for a client in a beta test um, and it's sick. And again, no one else is doing this. No one else is thinking like this. Um, It's awesome. So again, it's in the beta stage, but we were talking about it yesterday. We had a meeting, you know, this is something we can look back on next year and be like, look at what we did, you know, last year in terms of getting this involved with clients because I have clients across my portfolio who I can implement this to, and easily, you know, not even sell, but like consult and tell them, with everything coming up, it's gonna be important that your assets tell a story, right? Okay, when was this asset purchased? How long has have you been using it? Are you even using it? Is anybody even sitting here ever? Those sort of things, and it can be done. Um, that's what we're working on. So that's the type of stuff that I see from a sustainability standpoint, where companies can make educated decisions on their assets and what they're going to do with them and you know is this asset worth enough money to put into storage and you know leave it there for 6 months until we open up another office in which case then there's going to be another expense on top of that which includes shipping and installation or does it make more sense to buy new and donate this furniture and look for options in that stuff that's the type of consultative approach that I can provide. And again, so many people will look at it. You get this big, you know, uh, quote with warehousing. You know, warehousing in, warehousing out, uh, disassembly, uh, storage costs for six months, shipping to all these new locations. Okay, let's look at that. Then look Then look how much it's going to cost to uh, buy new furniture, right? And that cost. They're going to give you a quote to buy the new furniture, but they're not going to include the warehousing costs for that and the installation costs for that, as well as the delivery spreads with supply chain being an issue right now. So these are all things that you need to take into account that just a lot of people on the end user side don't. And why would they like, you know, it's, it's they're, they're not paid to know that stuff a lot of times. So, you know, that's where we're, that's where I'm getting at is I want to provide a service from a sustainability aspect and a global impact aspect where your entire portfolio furniture of furniture assets tells a story and it's very easy to understand you know there's going to be certain like uh alerts that'll come when the appreciation value hits a certain level um you can also look at it from a warehouse management perspective you've been paying storage up until this amount at this point it doesn't make sense anymore you know, let's get it out of here, let's donate it, recycle it, because that's the other aspect of it. You know, recycling is still a, a decent solution, because, you know, there are credits you can get back from that, you know, a lot of times. So there's, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. And and that's the unique creative ways that I look at it. And and we're implementing now, which is great. Uh, you know, I think that's going to be a big initiative next year. Um, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, that's that's
1: really cool and, and very important um, with a lot of the uh, ESG right. um, requirements coming on board. And, and, and as you mentioned, you know, not not only <clears throat> just the government sort of implementing this, but companies um, wanting to do this um, for a whole you know host of reasons, right. um, whether it's whether it's good PR or, you know, they want to be involved in some of this ESG stuff or they just, you know, have a mission to be sustainable. I think it's a really unique um, perspective. Um, so you're not only just consulting on how we can get this project done from inception to completion, but how we can handle it in a very thoughtful, mindful way um, that we can coordinate back with ESG and make sure we're adhering to that. So I think that's all really, really awesome. Um, and it's also great to hear you pushing the limits. As I mentioned a bunch of times, you're really, really good at that. Um, I know we have a, an opportunity um, that we're going to speak about a little bit later, and we have a meeting about Talk to me a little bit about that and how you're pushing, um, you know, pushing the boundaries on some of the other things that we're going to provide coming up very shortly in the future.
0: Right. Yeah. No, as far as, you know, facility services, see, again, indeed, I was a quasi facilities manager because I was responsible for opening all of the offices and we didn't have a facility team at this time. So it relied on me to manage the facilities, appliances, equipment, uh, you know, all the the stuff in the office. Right. Um, So you know, now we have opportunities with the advanced group to provide facility services as well. And again, this is an opportunity where I'm not going in blind, you know, Mr. Dom Hyman, I'll be VP of whatever you want. Yeah, that's great. And you know, you should take that approach. But <clears throat> if a client is entrusting you to, to handle and manage their facilities for you as a, as an outside vendor, you got to know what you're talking about a little bit, you know, and you got to know what it's going to look like. And I do. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of the things that I'm best at is setting up processes and setting up, you know, chains of command and and who's responsible for what. Um, those are the things that I really excel well at. So this is a situation where a fast-growing, you can call them a retail brand, I guess, you know, uh, lab, you know, I don't know. It's a veterinarian clinic. Um, but anyways, they're going to have multiple locations uh, sprouting up in the next year, and they need to scale their facilities. Uh, you know, and obviously dealing with something like a veterinarian clinic there's a lot of lab equipment, you know, there's HVAC systems uh, that are going to get dog hair and stuff in them and all the time. So there's going to be a constant need for some level of facilities management. And um, we're working together, myself and you right now to set that up. And, you know, we're using our resources in order to make it happen. Because again, I got a guy and, you know, um, we're finding the guy who can help us with this. And, um, you know, I'll be there from a high level. This person's going to provide more of the Boots on the ground, technical aspect of it, and we'll set up very simple processes that'll be scalable for a for a relatively fast-growing veterinarian clinic, um, and that's the type of work we can provide. And you know, nothing is too big or small, you know, because small it turns to big real quick. Um, so that's the type of things, and I just don't know uh, how many people, especially young people, are willing to think that way. old people as well, you know, people get so caught in their lanes, like, I'm, I'm on the Autobahn, baby, I'm moving, you know, so wherever these opportunities lie, I'm willing to go. And um, this is this is somebody who uh, was at that tech company, um, you know, who really enjoyed the way I worked and and did my processes, and reached out to me and said exactly that. Um, And he said he needs help with this. And I'm helping, him, you know, and that's it. And that's, that's what I aim to do. So it's uh, it's working out well. I'm excited for it. Again, could be a great opportunity uh, for us going into next year. So um, we'll we'll see where it goes.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, y- you heard it here first. Yeah. Our right. new division. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Facilities management and maintenance services. So Jack is going to be uh, heading that one up, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna really do a lot with that. I think. And and what a great idea. And and I'm glad that you brought that opportunity to the table. And. I know we got to wrap it up, um, so you know my last question for you is, uh, what are you doing for the holidays?
0: Um, <clears throat> let me just step back from facilities management uh, and services. It's such a key aspect too to the entire workplace services arena, um, and I'm actually happy to uh, head that up. I'm finding out for the first time too right now, and um, you know I uh, I think that's great though because again you become that full service. Uh, integrated services uh, company. And again, the the more things we can do for our clients and do it well, which is the most important part, uh, is is amazing. And that's what we're aiming to do at the advanced group. I said it before. So that is great. For the holidays, um, I got a couple more work events. Uh, I'm dressing, Like I said, I'm dressing up as Santa tonight. I said that in the last episode, but uh, we got that. My mother is coming down tomorrow. Are you going to be in the office? Awesome. Yeah, I'll be around. You'll meet her. We're going to uh, Andre Bocelli at the garden. All uh, right. Yeah, wow. so we're, yeah, we're doing that. I That's know. A,
1: you're going to have a great time <laughs> I know. And, and and Christmas in New York as you know, I is, know, there's nothing like it. I just saw the tree on Sunday with yep. with my nieces and and that was a whole uh whole fun trip except for the fact that I had to carry them around <laughs> for you know 20 minutes and I'm and I'm super out of shape for that so I look forward to uh, I look forward to meeting your mom it also sounds like you're going to be taking some time to build a whole division for us uh, right over the holidays. Got, So good luck with too. that you right got, you got your work cut We got out a whole new marketing plan going now. absolutely so um it's so awesome. yeah
0: there's that and then I'll be upstate and then I'm going to Tampa for New Year's what are you doing
1: um well I'm going to be in California for Christmas to New Year's I get to spend some time with my dad so nice. that's going to be a lot of fun in Palm Springs get to play some golf nice and, of course, uh, you know Anthony and I have to work on closing the year out and and getting all of the sales numbers cuz you guys did such a great job we this did. Year. Had a great year. And we're going to have to we're going to have to calculate that all up and and close out OMA and see how well we did, you know, end of the year for that and you know look forward to 2023 and and all that that's going to bring and we got our work cut out for us. We really do, but I'm telling you, you brother, know, we're we got a we doing got a lot good. to we're, do here. We're
0: doing good work though and that's what matters and we're having a good time doing it. So yeah, man, onward and upward. Thanks for coming on. This Absolutely. was
1: fun. This was a great time, Jack, and and kudos to you for for, you know, doing this and I look forward to coming back.
0: Absolutely, man. Looking forward to the next time. Thanks everybody for listening.